I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. I have a tuner. I'm in your face. Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a podcast where two good friends come together once a week and talk about five minutes of everyone's favorite movie, 2001 smash hit, The Fast and the Furious. This week, we are on episode 11. We are really getting deep into this minute 50 to 55. Uh, My name is... What? I was going to quiz you. I was wondering if you need the minutes still. Oh, I put them at the top of my uh, sheet, so I never forget. But my name is Stone, and your name name is Guard. Is Guard. Guard, how are you doing today? I'm doing rather well, Stone. Um, I drank a mojito before tonight's episode, so if I'm a little loose and wild, that's (laughs) that's the reason. I'm drinking a latte right now, so same. So if you're jittery and hyper, that's the reason. Guard, can I tell you a little bit about my day today? <laughs> sure. Just real quick up top. Um, yeah. One, woke up before the sunrise, got to see the sunrise this morning. It was lovely. Um, hated nice. being up that early, but had to drop off Brianna at the airport, so I was being a good roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went back to sleep because I got home and it was still way too early. So I set my alarm clock for, I don't know, hour and a half, went back to sleep, and then I woke up. But it wasn't my alarm that woke me up today, Guard. It was, what, what, the sound of a revving engine? (laughs) No, much more wild, and this is why I want to share with you my day. Um, It was an earthquake. I was woken up by an earthquake today. Oh, wow. Yeah, I uh, felt the shake. It made my uh, glass shower doors rattle, and that's what woke me up. Earthquakes, um, nature's alarm clock. Yeah, something to set your clock by. That's great. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Glad you didn't die. Yeah, there's been a lot more earthquakes uh, in the Tahoe region, in case you're wondering. Felt one last week as well, so. <laughs> okay, well, wow. Hopefully well, that's so not the podcast may or may not continue. Yeah. Then I went on a hike, then I made a latte, and now I'm here. But I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, everyone uh, send Stone your condolences. Yeah. At his personal Twitter again. At my personal Twitter. Condolences for feeling an earthquake? Uh, yes. Speaking of Twitter, Stone... Speaking I of, I believe we are still running a giveaway during this uh, recording. Yeah, uh, yeah, we absolutely are. Um, I'll tell you what, we have a lot of stickers. <laughs> we do. There's we a have minimum... several stickers. We have three cool designs. Three All you designs. Have to do is retweet uh... our tweet or go uh, tag to I don't know what it's called at two people on the Instagram post and you can do that on any tweet and any Instagram post and then just really DM us wow, yeah and then good. just DM us with your if with your uh, address just show your support uh, tell a friend retweet and then uh, give us your address and we will send you a sticker we have probably too many <laughs> yeah I'm gonna give a little shout out to Jay in um, New Jersey he he's getting a sticker on the way. He is. He has a sick whip on his Instagram. I saw it. Uh, so. He does. Glad to see we're pulling uh, an audience of car people. That pumps me up. That pumps me up as well. Um, Stone, I'm also going to take care of a little business before we get into the oh, meat and bones business. of today's okay. episodes. We have a few things to go over. First and foremost, we have to pay the bills, Stone. We always have to pay the bills. And let me tell you, they're stacking up. I'm happy to announce we have not one, but two sponsors this week. Oh, wow. Uh, would you like 
Choose choose one or two, Stone. <laughs> one. Great. <clears throat> this week's episode is brought to you by Existential Crisis. <laughs> Life holding you down. Tired of not living up to your full potential but have nowhere to channel the energy? Try starting a podcast. I mean, try having an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it there. <laughs> Are they affiliated with our last two, which was uh, Deep Dark Secrets and... Yeah, it's the same parent company. Same they parent really company? Like our show. They really What's like the parent show. company, dude? <laughs> They're next week. I don't want to give it away too. Oh, they oh okay. Yet for that okay. spot. Okay. Um, this week also brought to you now Stone. I don't. I don't know how to phrase this. Um, this this sponsor is unique in that he has uh, paid us money already. Oh, we actually got money. That's good to hear. In advance. I hope it's well, enough they, to pay I, all the bills. Everyone <laughs> always pays us. Of course, this one uh, has already paid us. We're we're just assuming every other sponsor is on the way. But this sponsor has actually paid us. Oh, great. So, very special sponsor, this week brought to you by Chad. Looking for a friendly guy to have a beer with? Need an Indy 500 contact? Want to visit a large landlocked country in North Africa? Contact Chad. Contact Chad. Um, if this is a Chad that I think it is, also, if you have any inquiries about hot air balloons, he might be your guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Dude, dude does a lot. Um, well, great. It's good to hear that we're getting money from him because I haven't brought this up to you in private yet, but every single check for all our other sponsors hasn't cleared at the bank. Not a single one yet, so. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah, I'm a little worried. <laughs> You're telling me Deep Dark Secrets check bounced. Yeah, and every one wow. before that, all 10 of them, so. Upsetting. Yeah. Um. Well, Stone, uh, one more little piece of business before we get into the swing of things with this episode. We have an email. Oh, great. And as our fans know, we strive our best to answer emails both on and off the air. And this one I think we can answer on. Uh, it's from Braddy Beers again. Uh, super fan of the show. Thank super you, Braddy. Fan, yeah. What do you think of... Uh, so he writes to Car Guy Stone and not Car Guy Guard. I did see that. All, all one word. That's a great title for yes. both of us. <laughs> uh, Braddy wants to know... What do you guys think of John Cena being cast in the new Fast and Furious movie? Surely he will only add to an already impressive cast. At the very least, he will bring some sort of can't-see-me swagger to the movie. Um, I love that he's in the new movie. They're, they've gotten so weird at this point that, like, just just throw as many people into him at this point as you possibly can because I don't think it's going to make it any worse. <laughs> and do you think that he will have the superpower of not being seen? Maybe. I'm excited to see him and uh, Vin Diesel go toe-to-toe because they're both, like, beefy boys that I think are going to have some good battles. Yeah, it should be interesting. I agree. Also, I love John Cena, by the way, like, now, as careful, an Stan, actor and a person. a little bit of a political stance these days, if you love him. <laughs> have you seen this controversy he's in? I have. He, he apologized in Chinese. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, uh, I don't know. Stone's taking a stance. I don't know what to say. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that I like John Cena. I know, I know you come here for non-political content, but Stone's Stone's, Stone's out here guy, being political, saying he likes John Cena. Correct. <laughs> well, that's all I have for um, non-specific episode-related things. Okay, great. Well, should we jump into it, Guard? Yeah, I think so. Would you like to tell me how this five minutes began or how it ended? I'll take began this week. Okay. 
Um, and technically, it began with uh, Brian and uh, Vince and Dom all outside of the uh, warehouse they broke into for about two seconds. But then we quickly transitioned scenes. Yes, correct. And it ends with what I think, and we'll get to this at the end of the episode, is a well-deserved shove. Oh, wow. Okay. Well-deserved shove. Interesting. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. To start off, we're right where we left off. Um, Brian's kind of been caught by Dom and Vince. Um, at the end of last episode, he threw out his excuse of, uh race wars i'm making sure i win at race wars because i can't lose for whatever reason right and, and then, brian's an undercover cop uh just to summarize a little bit <laughs> yeah. brian's an undercover yeah, let's cop. not forget that part <laughs> um he's getting in with this gang so he went to check out hector's cars and they weren't hector we don't think hector did it probably we don't so think he, got he is the one robbing the <clears throat> trailers that we saw in episode one we don't think it's hector which is kind of a relief to me because i don't want i really to be like hector. hector yeah hector's a cool out. dude I'm a Hector I stan. I am too. I think we both, I think we can confidently take the stance. And honestly, I don't think we got into Hector. it last episode, but um, I think Brian was also relieved when he realized that it wasn't Hector because I think he, he sees Hector and he gets him. I think so. It seemed like he had quite the connection with him. So I think he's pumped that he's not uh, committing these crimes. Yeah. Well, after that B&E, um, we get to the start of this episode where. Which starts with another B&E. Yeah, Vin or uh, Dom yells "Walk" to Brian. Hard cut. We're at back somewhere familiar. We're uh, at the Johnny Tran hideout where the eclipse got blown up. <laughs> yes, which by the way is the T and K food market. Um, Stone, I don't know if you're familiar with the T and K food market, but it's a real place. Oh, is it? I uh, yes. Yep, it is, uh, as a matter of fact, it's on Bolsa Avenue in Westminster, California. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, and it seems pretty cool. Uh, I did the, I took the liberty of reading a couple reviews. T. Nguyen said, sorry if I butcher that name, T. <laughs> said, this place is where you go for all your Asian utensils, bowls, appliances, etc. at a great price. It's almost like an Asian restaurant depot since restaurant shop here. Oh, it's also where they film Fast and Furious Johnny Tran, LOL. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That guy gets it. Yeah. That guy gets it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we roll up to uh, Trans Wings Fast Automotive, which is mm. a bizarro name for a shop, but it's and the- not uh, a real place. It's, it's a Johnny Tran shop because everyone in the crew, or every crew has their own shop, obviously. Um, there's a dragon on the wall, so you know it's legit. I don't know. And then no we idea. immediately do another B&E. Which, let me, hold on a second. So the point of, so in the last episode, Brian got caught by the boys, and they, they're they like making them go with him to make sure he's not a cop to like prove himself. I guess, but what also- What is this proving? How is this accomplishing that goal? I don't know, man. I was thinking this through, and um, Brian has to be absolutely pumped. He has to be absolutely excited as all hell, because he got caught- by the Toretto's, and he's an undercover cop. That could have been the end of his undercover sting. But instead, and yeah, and life, because Vince has a gun. We see it in this yeah. episode. But instead, he recruits 
the Toretto's to come to another B&E with him, which is something he needed to do for his job anyways. Mm-hmm. So he's doing like cop he's... shit. Yeah. yeah. He's doing cop shit under the disguise of like he's just following the Toretto's around. This worked out so perfect for him. Like yeah, insane. It worked out really perfect. well for Brian, almost as if the writers uh, had a huge plot hole they needed to fill. <laughs> Because it makes no fucking logical sense for Dom and Vince to do that. Like, there's no incentive. I get that they want to go see the other guy's cars, but it doesn't make any sense to take Brian with them after they just suspected he was a cop. Yeah, it doesn't really prove anything. It doesn't really... It's just a thing to do to further the plot of the movie. Yeah, it's it's so so dumb. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, but uh, Brian but has to be, yeah, Brian has to be pumped that he's like, oh shit, now I was only expecting to do one B&E tonight, I can get two done, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I have you see now. what he found doing that B&E? I did. He found in the back of, while, while Dom and Vince were looking at the cars, some had engines, some didn't, Brian was mm-hmm. looking at the back of the shop where he found DVD players. Huh. A whole bunch of DVD players, whole bunch the same of DVD players. brand as the stolen ones. Panasonic, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Johnny Tran's gang is the ones committing the crimes. If they're not the ones committing the crimes, they're at least a part of it. I mean, why else would they have DVD players in their automotive shop? It seems very suspicious. It seems very suspicious. Um, we don't get to linger on it long, though. No, no, it's a quick thing because... Um, Shocker for this episode, uh, Jesse's also here. He's just driving him around and being their lookout. <laughs> right. Uh, and Jesse immediately spots the motorcycle gang whipping into the garage. Oh, so my gosh. So he radios everyone. <laughs> and Dom's response to all the gentlemen that are coming to, you know, uh, that'll, like, borderline kill him if they find him in the garage. Dom yells. He, I mean, he just immediately starts screaming that they're on the way, and he says Brian's last name. He says, uh, we've got company, and then says, let's go, Spilner. <laughs> also, uh, not a great criminal. Not a great criminal. Um, and then also, Jesse radioing it in is very funny. You got more of his something accent which His might accent just be bizarre dude we have to we'll have to ask friend of the show chad about that <laughs> friend of the show he's liked one tweet friend of the show yeah. chad, of the lindenberg. Show, chad lindenberg. it's a lindenberg. it's a again yeah i don't know if it's a california or if he's just doing like a car bro thing uh, it sounds bizarre and he I also can't wait radios... to ask him when he's on the show <laughs> he also uh radios he says dom we got a wolf pack and they're coming your way real fast got a wolf pack boys <laughs> mm-hmm. or just uh, say which, johnny tran and his friends are here but yeah i don't know why they have a special code for that it seems like more of a waste of time than anything it no, seems like some yeah. confusing uh communication could happen but who are we to say we're not criminals i suppose also just laying the scene out they are inside johnny Tran's shop at yes, this moment, which is Johnny Tran. By Johnny Tran. With, yeah, they show up like through the front door. Um, you see Vince cock his pistol behind one of the cars as they're hiding from them. Like he's ready for a absolute oh, shootout. Murders, if needed. Yeah, someone's gonna die. They whip in, by the way, Stone in Johnny Tran's car. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his car is pretty sweet. This is a very um car light episode of the pod. Um, probably it's a the... car light episode. However, it still contains an episode of 
Woodstone Drive that. Oh, great. <laughs> we get like so a single So today's Woodstone car. Drive that is Johnny Trans 2000 Honda S2000. Uh, you're going to be deciding if you didn't have a car and you needed one, would you buy that? Would you drive that? And I'm going to give you some fun facts about the car in its stock condition. Okay, okay. Um, that car is sick that he rolls up in. Uh, Honda S2000 yes. is a sick car, so... You, to be clear, you do not get the paint job of the car. And I, the thing is about his car and the paint job on it, I like it the most because it's subtle. There's not a rocket ship down the side. It's not, like, some bright snowflakes. orange. It's, like, it's like uh, black with some, like, gold tribal on it. It's very, it's pretty classy for as far as this movie goes. The car <laughs> it's design. really classy as far as this movie goes. Yeah. However, Stone, you're driving a stock car, so no okay. custom paint job, unfortunately. Okay, fair enough. This car gets a not-so-impressive 20 city miles per gallon and 26 highway. However, what it lacks in gas mileage, it makes up for in speed at 240 horsepower and up to a top speed stock of 160 miles per hour. Dude, that's that's beefy which is stock. Very fast for a yeah. stock vehicle. <laughs> uh, Stone, how much do you think a 2000 average mileage Honda S2000 cost today? I think these are pretty pricey. I think the S2000, like, people like them, and especially the early 2000s are pretty sought after. So I think they're pretty expensive. I'm going to say $10,000. It's a very good guess. Um, the range I found was twenty between 2300 and 8500 probably like 7000 average with good okay. mileage. However... Uh, if you move down just a couple years, a 2001 or two would be 10, a 2004 runs you still to this day, 15 to $20,000. Yeah, man. People like those cars. They're nice cars. A lot. So stone that begs the question, would stone drive that 7,000 would I, um, call it 58,000 miles. I think I would. This car fucking rules. Um, it's not, if I could find one for, mm, around the 6,000 range, absolutely, I'd drive this car. Stamp it. Craig? Uh, Craig? Yeah, Craig's not Tally that head. up? Yeah, he's gonna put it on the thing. Thank you, Craig. Awesome. That's excellent, Stone. Uh, back to what dude, we were doing. Dude, great car. Uh, Johnny Tran looks cool as hell getting out of it. He is a cool dude. Johnny Tran looks cool at all times. Yeah, Johnny Tran, let's just be real, he's a bad guy, but he's so cool. He's a bad guy and a bad boy, dude. He's he's a proper naughty boy for sure. Yeah. So setting the scene, he shows up in it, the garage. His cousin's there, no longer wearing uh, snake skin pants. They're just leather. Um, our The Toretto crew is hiding in the back of the shop, so they're overseeing all this. And then there's a guy, some random guy whose name is Ted. And they're, uh, they're like kind of shaking him down. Yeah, they're... Uh... They're really letting him have it. I'm sorry. I was just looking up uh, the actor. Rick Yoon's net worth is $3 million. Uh, so <laughs> good, for, good him. for him because I don't know what else he's ever been in, to be honest. <laughs> Do you know any other films that gentleman's been in? Um, I don't, I'm getting off track. Not off the top of my head. Um. Yeah. So they bring out this dude, and they're just beating the shit out of him. Um, yeah, they shove, they, his, they shove his head into an engine bay. And they're asking him where the engines are, Ted. Ted, where's the engines? And I'm like, what the? What? Apparently, he did something with their engines. He took them. He stole yeah, their engines. He's he. I mean, he's their fence. So I think he's holding them hostage. 
What's a fence? Wait, what? A fence, uh, Stone, I'm glad I could answer that for you. For the uninitiated, a fence is a um, part of a criminal organization or an independent criminal contractor that sells stolen goods. Oh, oh, I had no idea. I thought they referred to him as a fence later in the episode, but I thought, why would they be calling this gentleman a fence? Yeah, yeah. So if so... you're a criminal and you steal something, you don't want to sell it yourself because oh, it's too okay. close yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You give it to someone else to sell. I believe they're buying engines or attempting to from this fence. He's withholding them because they're worth so much money right now, right before race wars. Oh, I was under the impression that he just like went into their shop and like took their engines and just no no them? no i i, I think he was he, a... i think they're trying to buy engines from this guy oh i thought <laughs> i was under the impression he was like a burglar and he burgled an engine which i thought was absolutely <laughs> no bizarre. he's a he's a businessman okay <laughs> uh he's rewarded for his trouble by having a war crime committed on him yeah yeah he says i don't know where these engines are i don't know what you're talking about so they hold him down and put uh, engine oil in his mouth. They waterboard him with engine oil. With engine oil. Kind of a hardcore scene. <laughs> it's literally against the Geneva Convention. How is that cool for PG-13 and two F-words, is it? I don't know. It's a literal war crime. Also, I think, again, it's so funny that everything in this movie has to be car-related, including the torture scene. Yeah, they did. They could they him torture him by any other way? Yeah, but they're gonna use motor oil because this movie's about cars. Gosh darn it! <laughs> it's such a wild. I don't know. It works really well. They. I don't know if you noticed this, but they put it all over his face, and then in the next scene, he's like soaked head to toe. In yeah, oil. it's all over his shirt. Yeah, so that um, was a weird continuity issue, but uh, it works. He tells him, "Oh, it's in the warehouse." So I. I mean, I guess they know where the warehouse is already. Yeah, and then Johnny Tran uh, does a power move, but more of a criminal power move than Dude, Dom's power move. Everyone loves power plays in this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's like the whole movie is car talk and power moves. Power plays. His power play is come kiss my shoes. And yeah. uh, when he comes over to kiss his shoes, he just gives him a good kick. Uh, good one, good one, Johnny Tran. Good joke you played on a him. Hilarious, by... a hilarious joke by yeah, Mr. You, Tran. Yeah, you got him. Again, this whole time, <laughs> Dom, Vince, and Brian are just like in the back of the garage in the shadows watching. Yeah. Again, I think there's going to be some sort of confrontation. Nup scene ends. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, we didn't get a great five minutes finally this week. We're in the middle of two scenes this time, which is a huge bummer. It is, but I'm like we've we've had enough great ones that I I expected this to be to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um the next scene is a lot of blustering to be honest. So our hero Brian is back amongst the 50. Actually, I don't think they are 50. I think that's code for uh DEA by the way. I don't know. I'm not sure, but he's back amongst the police. They're back um, in the hideout. And the F the hideout if you can call it that. They're back in the mansion that they confiscated <laughs> from someone, which is insane, uh, talking. And the most bizarre scene of all time, uh, besides every other scene in this movie, <laughs> they spend like a minute talk, like debating on whether Brian can have a cigarette or not, dude. That is a very, I did write that down, and it's a very strange bit. This whole scene, again, coming back to like, this movie is dumb, and when they race cars and when they're doing race car things, it's like, yeah, this is dumb and this is fun. Yeah, and then they the try to badass. And then they try to progress the plot with the cops and 
plot points and story elements, and it's just weird and yeah. written unlike any human conversation. And Why it's did just... I need to know that Brian was a former smoker? I don't know. Well, Does that okay, come so... up later? Like, what the fuck, man? So so we, we flash to the hideout, which is this confiscated ma- mansion where they're conducting police business, mm-hmm. and we're in the kitchen, and Brian's there. His boss, who is the man who likes ice cappuccinos, is there. Yeah. Um, I think so like a the, conversation very similar to the coffee thing, by the way. Yeah. Totally unnecessary. And then um, the black fella, who I think is like FBI, like the highest guy in FBI. Liaison, I, I think. So, yeah. And then there's another white guy who I assume is just like another cop, maybe like Brian's equal. I think so, because Brian gets a little handsy with him. Yeah. So I think they're equals. Yeah. So, so um, the, the FBI guy wants to move on johnny tran yeah which i think is totally fair i think it's a good move yeah it's just a great move the fbi guy says like yo like let's you know arrest these guys and brian's like we don't have any evidence yeah you fucking do and not only do they have evidence the the fbi guy points out the evidence when he says let's move on him here's the evidence and brian's rebuttal is we don't have evidence Bro, yeah, so the guy, yeah, the FBI guy, literally says we have a garage full of DVD players. Quote, and Brian says we don't have any evidence. Yeah, dude, the, yeah, you have a ton. Of, you have stolen DVD players in there. He points not out to mention they your have eyewitness weapons. testimony. He he points out they have weapons, DVD players, priors, and they're basically just psychotic maniacs. Because and you just saw them torture a man, which in itself is a crime. Not only torture, but let's not forget they blew up the Escalade and like just lit it yeah. up with automatic weapons. Like, of that's gotta be terrorism. That, it's borderline terrorism. For, they blew up a. They, I mean, they set a bomb off. Yeah, dude. Like. He's like, let's bring him in. We gotta show something for this very expensive, very long thing. And yeah, and Brian's like, no, I just need more time. And I'm like, what the fuck? Brian, are you talking aka about? the writer of this movie, said, no, I need more time. No, I completely agree with the FBI in this instance. Yeah. They should absolutely move on Johnny Trans. Arrest that guy. He's dangerous. It's bizarre because usually I'm rooting for like the main character and this time I'm like no dude you're you're way wrong on this one like you should move in yeah yeah brian says all we have is behavior no you right. don't you yeah, there's dvd players we saw them it's bizarre yeah a ton of them yeah so then um, the then the fbi uh leader he keeps asking he's like well what about hector and brian says no i don't think it's hector and then the other uh equal to brian the other like officer um, says the first weird thing that he says in this scene. Um, he says, Latinos with spear guns? Give me a break. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I listened to it a couple times because I was like, why are, Why is he putting those two things together? Yeah. It, like He's saying it couldn't have been Hector because Latinos wouldn't use spear guns? Yeah, yeah. The guy from the FBI says, what about Hector? Brian says, I don't think it's Hector. And then this other cop's input is there's no way it could be Hector because they're Latinos and these criminals use spear guns. And for whatever reason, in his brain, spear guns and Latinos don't mix. Yeah, it's so weird, dude. It's such a bizarre, like, stereotype that Latinos can't use spear guns. It's 
It's not, yeah, it's like he tried for a stereotype, but he's never heard a stereotype in his life, so he just made something up. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's like his first time being racist or something. It's so <laughs> strange, dude. Baby's first racism. Dude, it's so weird. Um, but then and, finally we get someone calling out Brian, thank God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does call out Brian, which I think is fair, but again, in not a very cool way. So the same white cop, mm-hmm. um, or, or I, they ask Brian, what about the Toretto's? And he's like, well, I don't think it's Dom and maybe Vince, but Vince is dumb. Sick burn on Vince. And then the other cop says, uh, maybe his sister's clouding your judgment. Oh shit, call out. Big call-out, and quite frankly, a needed call-out. He did it in a bad way, but um, as we've previously discussed, uh, we think Brian's on some morally ambiguity, uh, morally ambiguous grounds here. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's, to- it's a total fair call-out. But then, I think so. well, immediately Stone, I after pretty, the call-out... Uh, I have something pretty interesting. A quick pause here. Okay. <laughs> One of our listeners, Delbert... And uh, Delbert is from Southern California, by the way. I apologize. Last episode, I said I didn't know anyone from there. Oh, shit, dude. He is originally from SoCal, unrelated to what I'm saying right now. Oh, okay. Uh, He brought to my attention, a loyal listener brought to my attention uh, something interesting. So, So we were saying last episode or two episodes ago, we didn't know the laws surrounding um, if you like an undercover cop could marry someone. Yeah. This is a slightly different situation, but there's precedent. Here's the headline of this article. Woman okay. who married Cuban spy suing JP Morgan for $57 million for hiding country's cash. So, an FBI snitch to get intel on Cuba, Cuba for, if I understand this article correctly, uh, a spy from Cuba married this woman, uh, had a couple children with her, I believe. Or maybe he maybe he just raised the child. I can't remember the children thing, but he for sure married this woman. Awesome. <laughs> and was married to her for a while, and then they called him back, and he just left. And he's like, psych, I'm not who you thought I was. She sued Cuba for $7.1 million and won. Awesome. <laughs> That's badass. Yeah. And so now she's saying, like, Chase uh, hid some money, and she's suing them for 57 mil. I don't know how that Awesome. Get up, your bag, queen. Yeah. So, um... There's a little bit of precedent, and Brian, by by the spy standard, is way in the wrong here, it looks way like. Way in the wrong. Um, but I also want to go back to this weird other cop who already <laughs> did weird racism, saying mm-hmm. Latinos could not possibly use spear guns. And then after that, he says that maybe the sister is blurring your vision, but he also follows that up by saying, hey man, it's fine, I get it, I also get off to her surveillance videos. Yeah, Bro! That was, that's upsetting, that, that guy's not a cool Bro, dude overall. How do you call someone out for shitty behavior and then follow it up by somehow like almost worse behavior? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's an upsetting line uh, said by an upsetting guy. That's all I yeah, have to man, say. Yeah, man, this guy, that. this guy sucks. And then that's when Brian gives him a good hard push because he deserved it because a justified push. I see a justified where you're going push. With the intro. Um, I agree. I think the call out on Brian for. <laughs> For having clouded judgment is fair. Don't follow it up by saying weird things about our surveillance videos, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. 
That's a really great way to not have your point go over well at all. Yeah, yeah, to lose all respect. Also, in the middle of this, like you said, there's a whole weird bit about Brian wanting a cigarette, but his boss not wanting to him to have yeah, one because he for quit. For those people that didn't experience them themselves, it's literally Brian saying, give me a cigarette, and then the other guy says, okay, and then his boss says, no. And then they repeat that then, like three or four times. Then they then they repeat that shtick a couple times because, again, apparently that was important. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so Brian used to smoke and he does it now. Yeah, put, put that Just, on the board. Everyone knows that now in case we need to know that going forward for some fucking reason. But what I got out of the scene is that the other cop is way weird. And what I'm wondering is, is everyone that's like against Brian is like the worst. Because like this cop, the worst. Vince, yeah. also the worst. Like, everyone he's, like, equated with is, like, so far below him. He just seems like a really awesome dude. Yeah, it seems like the writer of the movie was, like, there's a good guy and there's bad guys. <laughs> and that that's it, you know? And Brian is the good guy. Yeah, and so everyone else has to really suck ass. Really suck. Um, just like this guy does. And then uh, the boss says, well, maybe it is the Toretto's. Read up on the file... And then our five minutes is over <laughs> in the yeah, middle of the scene. We have extremely strong evidence to suggest it's Johnny Tran. And they're like, by the way, it still could be Dom. And I'm like, okay, I mean, sure, maybe, I guess. But, like, the stolen goods are at the Johnny Tran warehouse. <laughs> so I know for a fact for this movie that they had, like, car people around that they consulted. Yeah. Um, because, like, they do get some of the car stuff right generally in the movie. Um, I don't know if they had any uh, police around to consult for the police writing because Clearly it seems not. it seems worse than the car writing, and the car writing's already pretty bad. I'm gonna go out and live and say clearly not, dude. Again, um, if you're a if you're a police officer dealing Please with similar in. situations, We're in desperate need of I need to know info from a police officer, preferably an undercover one. Um, I am car guy stone. I am not cop guy stone. So I don't know any of this. <laughs> I might have to call on a favor uh, at our local police station and, and see if anyone wants to hop <laughs> on the pod. I don't know, man. Maybe we might have to because like they they seem so stupid. It couldn't possibly be correct. But oh, there's no way some of the stuff these guys do are, are is like police procedure for sure. But uh, um, yeah, that that's where it ends. And um, guard, any thoughts going forward? Man, I don't. I have no idea where they're going with this. To be honest, uh, like plot wise, we're not really. We haven't really set anything up now. Um, besides a big race, so I'm pumped for race wars. I don't. Yeah, know yeah. Race wars is. is so big that we are torturing Ted over engines. So yeah, I don't even know what the prize is for race wars, by the way, or why. All these people are going so apeshit. It would really help me if I knew the stakes of race wars. All you know is that it's race wars and the stakes are, in fact, high. And I think that's all you really need to know. Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, so that should probably end uh, this week's episode I of think it will. actually talking about the uh, five minutes. Do you have any other stuff tonight? I do have some other stuff, Guard. Um, okay, I have great. an IRL other stuff. Oh, excellent. Yeah, love those. Um, something that you know about me, but uh, viewers, listeners may not, is I like vinyl records. And I have... I, I'm familiar. I have quite a large vinyl record collection that I put a lot of love and care into. And um, I went to a record store 
um, last weekend, and it might be one of the best record stores I've ever been to, and I went to near every record store in Phoenix. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. There were just boxes and boxes of stuff, uh, good stuff, that hadn't been like completely picked through, and um, I had to like force myself to leave or else I was going to buy too many. Um, and I got some absolute gems, guard. Some absolute gems. I got hell yeah, dude. Led Zeppelin one and Led Zeppelin two, great albums. I got Jimi Hendrix, uh, Electric Ladyland, which rounds it out. <laughs> so I have Everyone all three, all three of the Jimi Hendrix Experience uh, releases on original pressing, which pumped me up uh i got the one electric light orchestra album that i was missing to complete that collection um really really just all around great stuff that's great and it really pumped me up for you i now have (laughs) do you want to guess uh how many records i have guard oh god this could be literally any number i'm gonna say (laughs) um uh 42 oh boy is do i wish it was that low i have 310 Holy fuck. 310. Dude. Oh my God, Stone. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was my other stuff. I was like a, okay. a little Stone's kid in a candy stuff shop. other stuff eclectic and yes. has a great album collection. Yeah, my I was like a little kid week, in a candy shop guard. I was like giddy excited. That's great. I'm happy for you, Stone. Thanks. Uh, my other stuff this week is a little unconventional. I'm going to take my time on this platform to say Trisket four cheese and herb uh, like crackers are so fucking good, dude. Okay. When you said when you said I'm gonna take my time on this podcast, I thought we were gonna get like deep and like really take some hard stances and I just want everyone to know <laughs> we did that Trisket four cheese and herb crack I think I guess they're crackers. They're like the best Trisket and they're like a really good cracker. I mean Everyone should try them out. I feel like it's a really underrated snack. If you eat them with hummus, it's one of the best things in the world. Courtney and I enjoy them often with hummus. All right. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. Uh, Stone, anything else on your mind? Nope. Nope, not at all. I'm just glad to be here, be talking into a microphone with my good friend, Guard. (laughs) Same. And Stone, that's all the time we have for tonight. But as always... Seriously, go like our Instagram and Twitter. We're literally giving away free stickers, and they're really fun. Go check them out at the Fast Five Pod on both the number five at the Fast Five Pod. Guys, please, we bought so many stickers. (laughs) 